Daryl McIntyre, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Okay, it's 8.06 on this, the uh, Tuesday Tuesday, I think it is. Tuesday? It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday, the Tuesday edition of the All New This Morning. It's Jay Lynn (laughs) and Daryl. Thanks for joining us. You can get a hold of us anytime at 780-496-0063. Boy, oh boy, you know, just uh, a month ago, two months ago, we were talking about the devastation that that forest fires were causing Mm -hmm. right across the province. And it hit us, you know, the end of April, first week in May, particularly for the fires. And then you ended up in in, in communities like uh, Evansburg uh, and flooding. So you went from fires all the way to flooding and and the bottom line for that was that an awful lot of people were pushed out of their homes or they lost it and needed help and mm-hmm. still need some help and that's what brings us to our next guest who by the way is in studio we yes. love seeing people <laughs> eye to eye in studio uh tina thomas is the ceo of the edmonton community foundation tina thanks for joining us yeah thanks for having me let's start uh, for folks who don't know what the uh, edmonton community foundation is what is it So we are a foundation, the largest non-governmental funder in the city. So what does that mean? It means that about $30 million is distributed by the Edmonton Community Foundation to the charitable sector every year in our city. And we do that by donors, like all of us, contributing to a fund at the Edmonton Community Foundation. That money is invested. Instead of given out all at once, that money is invested. And then a portion of that money is given out to charities that we love every year. It's like a, like a foundation or like it's yeah. like having that, yeah. that, that seed money that keeps growing right. and growing. And it means the money can give forever as opposed to just one time. If I remember correctly, isn't the ECF one of the oldest community foundations in the country? It is. We're about 34 years old. So we're not, um, you know, in the United States, they have yes. ones that are over 100. So we were one of the pioneers in the foundation movement. I think we're the fourth largest in Canada right now. If you can believe it, the oldest in Canada is Winnipeg. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they'll okay. be celebrating 100 years. It was funny, as we were just talking before we came on air, we were talking about different charities and the ones that have been involved in ECF. And like you said, there's probably very few charities in the city and the around the area that have not been funded in some way at some point over those last 34 years. That's right. So whether it is that people apply for grants from the Edmonton Community Foundation or, again, donors like you and me mm-hmm. say, I really love the the public library. I really love Santa's Anonymous. I am going to put money aside so that they get money from me every year. So donors get to decide where their funding goes, but then ECF also has um, some money that we have some discretion over, and that's where we provide it through granting. And, And how does that grant process work? Um, So three times a year, charities apply through the Edmonton Community Foundation website. um, And it's really, we are a 360 funder. We will fund from, you know, children's um, services to health, to pets, to Mm. the environment. So we are a rare funder in that there is no specific area that you have to fall within. And we're also pretty open with what we'll fund. We will fund operations, Mm -hmm. we will fund programs, we will fund capital projects. So it goes on every stream. Um, So that's why we're able to really touch almost every charity in the city. Can it be in one-off or like with some of these organizations, they need guaranteed income or revenue streams or funding 
funding streams in order to continue with their work each and every year. So is there some, I'm sure there's some examples where it'd be a one-off for a grant, or would there be some that you fund continuously and repeatedly? So there are um, certainly charities that we have fund repeatedly, maybe not for the same thing. Sometimes it's a project that would go over a longer period of time. That is probably one of my interest areas. I'm relatively new to the role, so I do want to see if there are longer-term issues. That's, again, the benefit of an organization like ours, where we have a consistent set of funding and we have no um, political agenda. It's not short-term in its vision. So we really can look at a problem that is long-term and say, okay, how can an organization like ours materially contribute to the solving of some problem? So I actually have that interest of saying, okay, you know, there's an issue in the city that we have not been able to address. How can we contribute to it? How Mm. Can we bring the right people to the table to say, we're going to put 10 years into something? Um, That's something an organization like ours could do. The other thing I'll add is another thing that I'm really interested in is charities can create their own funds. So I love the idea of an organization. Instead of thinking every year I have to fundraise to keep the lights on, how do they think about, yes, I need to do some fundraising every year, but how can I start putting away some money on the side so that we have our own fund so that our operations and our um, have a little bit more sustainability, and we have control over our own sources of funding and our decision making. It's not mm. a funder deciding what where that money goes. Interesting. Uh, Tina Thomas is the CEO of the Edmonton Community Foundation. So let's talk about the uh, Rebuilding Northern Alberta Fund. It's a long-term support in response to the wildfires and floods. Obviously, you know we were talking that this it was wild here over the past uh, number of months. You've seen a great need for help. Yeah, and it's interesting. You just talked about the weather and that there's Mm -hmm. still smoke on the weekend. You you see the smoke all over the ravine in the river valley. So I think that we feel like it's done. But I was reminded by um, the CEOs of the Northwestern Community Foundation and Drayton Valley that they are still in um, firefighting mode. There are 114 active fires in the province. I just checked that last night. And the vast majority of them, all of the... Um, ones that are out of control are in Northwest Alberta. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, while we may feel like it was April, um, they're still dealing Mm -hmm. with this right now. Um, And, you know, you talked about it, the trauma of people being forced out of their homes um, in a flurry, not knowing what they were going to come back to, losing possessions, um, homes, animals, land. Um, There's some trauma involved there as well. And I think the other piece is these communities are thinking, okay, well, how do we rebuild? And how do we do this maybe differently next time? Because it's not like these fires are going to stop. So how does this work? We've learned. Um, so we we could have just given them some money, and yeah. that's one of the things we thought of. But we thought, why don't we instead use our resources to call on Edmontonians to say we'll match? You know, we all care about our neighbors, we care about our province. Um, if you, if people contribute to this fund, we will match that up to fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> and we're not taking any of that money. We're not controlling what happens with that money. The um, community foundations in those two areas that are most affected are the ones that are going to make those decisions. And they're working directly with community organizations and their municipality to decide where that money goes. We're chatting uh, this morning with Tina Thomas, who is the CEO of the Edmonton Community Foundation. There's a lot of work that they do, but uh, this specifically is the Rebuilding Northern Alberta Fund. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk more about uh, what ECF is doing, how this fund is helping, why the Edmonton Community Foundation is helping out other areas of the province. We'll dive into all of that when we come back.
Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. We are talking this morning with Tina Thomas, who's the CEO of the Edmonton Community Foundation. If you go to the website, EC foundation.org you will see a great big banner at the top of the webpage that says Northern Alberta Fund just as we headed into the break it was you know it's the Edmonton Community Foundation why are we sending money outside of the city limits and outside the, the metro area well I guess there's a couple things um, certainly our funds because they are many of our funds are donor directed so if you had a fund and decided you wanted to give money to a charity in Toronto you could um, so we really do follow the interests of our donors in many ways but but then on the other side, with our discretionary funds, we really are concerned primarily about Edmonton, but certainly about the surrounding region. Um, so when we talk with our community foundation peers across the province, and if there's an issue that um, there's a great need for, um, we certainly think that that's worthy of us providing support to. We helped start the Wood Buffalo Community Foundation, and that came directly mm. out of the fire that they mm. um, had. So we contributed $100,000 to the start of that foundation because we know the value it can provide in a community. I didn't realize that there was uh, some of the smaller foundations, like the Northwestern Alberta Foundation um, and the Drayton Valley Foundation, had no idea. I, well, for some reason, I thought this was just a big city thing. No, there are 14 community foundations in Alberta. We just had a meeting. <laughs> to talk about how we can collaborate more. Um, you know, certainly there was Edmonton and Calgary and Red Deer and Wood Buffalo, but all, a lot of the smaller areas. Um, and really the way that Alberta has set up is it's almost like quadrants. There's Northwest, okay. Northeast, Southwest, Southeast, and then some community pockets in between. I know you said you're working with those foundations. They will deal with how, what to do with the funds, but yeah. uh, what what will they do? What have they said that they need? When yeah. you talk about rebuilding, is that is that homes? Is that lives? Is it jobs? I, I don't understand where exactly it's going to go. Yeah, so it's probably several things. So a couple things that they've identified. One, um, which I, you know, I didn't think of at the start, maybe my, you know, my lens, but mental health support. Yeah. Um, so both Drayton Valley and the Northwest talked about, again, the trauma of people being um, kicked out of their homes at the very last minute, um, the trauma of having to have dealt with this before. You know, this is playing in some people's minds because they had to be evacuated previously. Um, so to have to go through it again and not know what's going on. There were schools that were evacuated. So you've got children that are dealing with this. So that idea of providing funding so that psychologists and counselors can provide some services to people on an ongoing basis, that was one area. The other is um, infrastructure. So again, uh, this was from Drayton Valley. They talked about how some of the ways that they were fighting the fire weren't the most efficient. Mm. So there's equipment that they could have had that would allow them to have deployed water, moved water, sprinkler systems faster instead of having to manually do it through people. Mm. Um, then they could have had a like a mobile system that would fight a fire in one spot while they sent people to another. So they're looking at things that could be also preventative. And then there is infrastructure. I, I know um, Laura Lavalley from the Northwest was talking about traveling the region and everywhere you go, there's burnt out infrastructure. Mm. Um, so while there's emergency funding coming in that helps with like, you know, food and shelter yeah. And the things you need right now, these are things that are going to take a long time to fix. So, um, 
you're going to match up to $50,000 or uh, the, the foundation, not you, Tina Thomas, but <laughs> the, the foundation is going to match up to $50,000. When is there a timeline on this? Yeah, we haven't set a timeline right okay. now. I, my hope is that uh, within the next month, so over okay. the summer, that we'll be able to um, achieve that goal. Um, it'd be great for us to be able to give $100,000 to oh, those yeah. two communities, two, com- two areas, large communities. I think a lot of people are familiar with the individual charities you may help to fund, those that come to you for grants. What, what do you think the 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 recognition level is for the general populace in Edmonton of the ECF, of the Edmonton Community Foundation? Uh, you know, d- does some of that awareness get you served by the individual charities that you may like what they do? Do you think enough people know about ECF? No, I, I definitely think that's, I mean, I didn't know very much about it until I started, so I would think that is one of the challenges we have is people, a lot of people don't know us, and maybe they don't need to know us because the work we do in the community is through charities. We're not leading any of these. We are an organization that brings funding in, invests that funding, and then distributes it to the people that are actually going to do the work. That said, I think if more people know who we are and what we do, mm-hmm. for me, it's a very smart way um, to invest in the charitable sector. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely want to increase the profile of the Edmonton Community Foundation. Sure. Well, I'm sorry, you do have a you have a podcast. We do, yeah. Yeah, it's what is it called? The, the Well Endowed podcast. podcast. Why is it called the Well Endowed Podcast? It's cheeky. So yes, it is. As you can imagine, well endowed means a large fund as an well. Endowment fund, an endowment yes. fund. An endowment fund. So we are well endowed. So a lot of information on there about the work that uh, mm-hmm. uh, the foundation does. Yeah. You know, a lot of people wonder about charities. It, it seems to me that. Uh, instead of getting more donors, because you invest it, it, it becomes a self-perpetuating kind of a funding model. I so Because lots of people look at charities and they want to know how much the administration costs. Mm-hmm. They want to know how much is going and how much actually goes to charities and that kind of thing. Because of this sort of perpetual motion machine that is the investment, does that make you different than other charities? Oh, I think so. And that's why, again, that's why for me being new, I'm sold on the model. Um, you know, I came from uh, the public sector, but Edmonton Public Library was a charity also. And, you know, I've dealt with lots of charities um, over my career. And I just think that hamster wheel of fundraising, always wondering where (laughs) your dollars are coming from. And I would think, for me, I think if I'm a smart investor, if I'm thinking about an organization I really care about, how am I helping them have some sustainability? Well, I do that by putting money into something that gives interest over time, as opposed to a Mm one-time. I think both have value. I think very few people think about the investment side. So what I love is we've got so many uh, examples of charities that the amount of money that was put into that original fund has given back more than that over time. Mm. That's just the power of the growth of an investment. So, you know, it could have been, you know, we have we have charities that are receiving almost a million dollars a year in funding that's just coming through interest. <laughs> so imagine again the autonomy, the feeling of comfort that you yeah. can you can achieve your objectives because you're not worrying about where those checks are coming from. Now, so, and, you know, some people wonder too, you know, about uh, you know your overhead costs and you know you know how transparent is is all of that. Oh, it's really transparent. Yeah. So we publish it every year, um, and we we really only charge um, what we use and. Generally, it's been about 0.7 percent, hmm. um, so it's quite low in in comparison to the size of our fund. Yeah, uh, who who does your investments for you? Because if you're getting these good uh, percentages back at these low risk investments, are they medium? Huh? Is somebody running this thing? Can I get a hold of them? Can they help me out? 
Yes, uh, we have we have an in, all, all of the answers to that are good. We have an investment committee. Um, so the committee is comprised of experts that are volunteering their time um, to contribute to helping us make good decisions about where that funding goes. We also have um, a chief investment officer that we have employed. Um, so it's a contract person, and again, it's a person with decades of experience that really could command a much um, higher salary and better job than what he's doing for us. Mm -hmm. But he's doing it because he used to be on our committee and he cares about the Edmonton <laughs> Community Foundation. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so yes, that money is being invested quite wisely. Our return over the um, 34 years is over 7%. So wow. it's been pretty good. Every year. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, this text just came in, and I, as soon as I saw the name, I'm like, yeah, okay. The Edmonton Community Foundation is an incredibly impactful organization, notably its social enterprise fund. Goodwill has benefited tremendously mm. from the social enterprise fund. Thank you for strengthening Goodwill so we can build so much opportunity for Albertans from uh, Dale Monahan, uh, the president and CEO over at Goodwill. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll highlight that. That's another way the Edmonton Community Foundation, I think, is quite innovative. So not only do we provide grants, but our social enterprise fund provides loans mm -hmm. to socially minded, mission-driven organizations. And we do that across the province. So the idea with that is it's a loan. So if you are an organization that is doing good work and has the idea for a social enterprise, you can get a loan from the social enterprise fund mm. and then pay that back over time. And the team there will help you figure out the best way, um, you know, what's your business plan look like? What's the best way to manage this investment? Um, you know, and they'll keep um, following up with you to make sure that you can make good on that loan, but also make good on your business. Lots of nuts and bolts to this yeah, group. Absolutely. If you want to find out more, you can go to ecfoundation.org. The website has tons of stuff about donations, about what they do, about who's running it, all of that kind of stuff. And uh, the, the CEO is Tina Thomas, who's joined us today. Tina, wonderful to have you in studio. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice all to right. see you. Nice <laughs> eyeball to eyeball. Very cool.